You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Xavier University is tackling Ohio's nursing shortage by giving individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an opportunity to accelerate into the profession. Whether you studied accounting, biology, marketing, or anything in between, our ABSN program can prepare you for nursing practice in as few as 16 months. So if nursing is your calling, now's the time to answer it. Enroll for one of three terms at our locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, or Columbus. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial. Free Audible of your choice at audibletrial.com slash cinemagold. There are thousands of Audible books to choose from. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Podcast. With your host, Larry Lease. Come join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood films and news. I'm your host, Larry Lease, from cinema-gold.com. I look to bring you the latest and relevant news coming out of the entertainment industry. Today we're diving into the latest news between Universal and Cinemark, and how much streaming services has grown during this pandemic, and we will give you our review of the latest episode of The Mandalorian. Our first main topic, Universal and Cinemark have agreed to significantly shorten the theatrical window. Universal Pictures has struck a deal with Cinemark Entertainment to reduce the theatrical window for feature films which could see movies hitting the premium video on-demand market in an 
total in 17 days after initial release. Under the multi-year deal struck by the two industry juggernauts, any universal movie that opens at the box office to 50 million or more can be made available on premium VOD as early as 31 days after its release. In a similar fashion, any Universal, DreamWorks, or Focus Features movie that doesn't open to that amount can be made on POVOD after just 17 days. The deal is similar to what Universal struck with AMC theaters in late July. The news of the Cinemark deal carries a great deal of significance, particularly during the uncertainty of COVID-19. While specific terms have not been released, it's expected that Cinemark and AMC would both share in the premium VOD revenue. The 31-day release window also means that two of the three largest movie theater chains in North America are on board with Universal's focus on releasing movies to the home market sooner. Universal Pictures, Focus Features, and DreamWorks Animation, which still have five scheduled theatrical releases in 2020, will now have a considerable amount of leverage when it comes to future movies and their potential for an increased revenue via the PVOD market. haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And it's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and all the other places you can get podcasts. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I use it. My friends at Movie Lovers Unite use it. And it simplifies the process from start to finish. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Our second main topic is how much streaming services have actually grown during 2020 and its pandemic. The market for streaming services has grown by 37% in 2020, with most of the growth coming from Disney+. Plus. The last year has seen the streaming market change significantly, with Disney entering this already highly competitive arena with the launch of Disney+. Plus. This was viewed as the main corporate priority, with executive bonuses changed so they are geared around subscriber numbers and retention targets rather than traditional profits. There's a strange sense in which Disney's timing couldn't have been better. The COVID pandemic plunged most of the globe into lockdowns and became, and people became increasingly dependent on streaming services to provide entertainment. Consequently, the platform has smashed all expectations with Disney Plus hitting 73 million subscribers worldwide in its first year. The scale of this success is illustrated by the fact analysts initially expected Disney Plus to take until 2022 to reach 50 million subscribers. But, as remarkable as its achievement may be, how does it fit into the context of 2020, and how has the rise of Disney Plus affected its rivals? The scale of Disney's success is quite striking, and immediately became the third largest streaming service in the U.S. after launch behind only Netflix and Hulu, and has remained in that position ever since. Interestingly, looking through 2020, it's clear Disney Plus's growth continues to outpace that of the industry as a whole. If Disney Plus continues to follow this trend and perform well in the next year, then it won't really be long before it passes Hulu to become the second biggest streaming service in the U.S. Pixar's Soul will release exclusively on Disney Plus on December 25, 2020, 
and that should be a major draw. Disney has indicated that the 2021 slate will be discussed in an investor's call in December, so it should then be possible to predict future performance. While Disney Plus is growing, it's important not to count its competitors out just yet. Netflix remains a dominant force on streaming by a significant margin, and while its market share may have shrunk, the numbers don't appear to. This likely illustrates the fact it is already firmly established in this field, meaning most American subscribers have already made a conscious decision to stick with Netflix. What's more, the streaming giant retains its competitive edge through a vast content library and popular Netflix originals including the likes of The Umbrella Academy and Queen's Gambit. And our final main topic is The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 4, The Siege. The Mandalorian goes dark in an episode that has range but lacks heart. In the first episode directed by actor Carl Weathers, Mando and his team infiltrate an Imperial facility, find a glimpse of the cloning project Baby Yoda used to be a part of, and have to fight their way out. In theory, the stakes are established well. The town on planet Navarro, where much of the last season took place, is gradually turning from a hive of scum and villainy to a peaceful place thanks to bounty hunter guild leader Grief Karga and ex-rebellion soldier Cara Dune, who is now serving as a marshal. But there are some Imperials left over at a close side base. This is where Moff Gideon got all of his reinforcements in last season's finale. It's time for the tri- trio to clear them out while Mando's ship gets some much needed repairs. There has been a lot of talk about tone this season. The last few episodes have confused some fans as to what the show is trying to do with its humor. How serious is the prospect of Baby Yoda getting into trouble? This episode muddled the tone even further, cutting from a stressful per- but cartoonish gag about Baby Yoda getting electrified to the gory prospect of some toughs having a live ferret for dinner. I found both scenes more upsetting than funny or entertaining. Overall, the episode goes back to the tone of the first episode of the series. Here the Mithral, the Blue Accountant, Mando, Frozen Carbonite. Here are anti-heroes who are fighting against the villainous empire, but aren't always particularly good people themselves. Grief particularly reminds us he's a tough guy by pushing the Mithril around. The heart of the episode does come from these characters. Their reunion is stirring and heartfelt with the music and genuine looking smiles emphasizing that Mando, Kara, and Grief have all missed each other. But the rest of the episode didn't quite follow through with convincing me these people like one another. Long action set pieces lack the meaningful gestures or brief but memorable dialogue Star Wars often uses to glue its archetypal characters together. By the time they were halfway inside the Imperial facility, I wasn't sure whether I really wanted to be rooting for this grim squad who's now put a baby and a bumbling accountant in danger with seeming disregard. On the other hand, I acknowledge that's what the Mandalorian is. These folks have always been underworld killers, not saints. But the episode still lacked a center. Mando didn't have a convincing enough reason to be there, and the stakes weren't high enough. Mando also disappears toward the end to set up a darling rescue. This means one of the major action scenes isn't from Mandalorian's point of view, and his friend's adult banter can't quite carry the show. One of my favorite parts of the episode is the discovery of the bodies and facts, and the return of the Doctor from Season 1. This isn't just a military base our heroes discover, it's a secret lab, and it seems to have something to do with the soldiers Moff Gideon is overseeing at the end of the episode. At 
first, I thought this thread was meant to explain how Emperor Palpatine made the, cl- made the clone Snoke in the sequel trilogy. But, the Mandalorian doesn't seem particularly interested in diving into the weirder parts of the movie saga, as evidenced by the script hilariously and rightfully dodging around the world word midi-chlorians by referencing an M-count. However, that teaser at the end of the episode shows what look an awful like Dark Troopers, which are Force-sensitive commandos introduced in a Legends continuity. Maybe these Dark Troopers are the end result of the experiments on Navarro, or that lab was something else entirely. Another favorite part, the brief but exquisitely paced Starfighter battle at the end. The engine stalling so the Razor Crest could strategically drop out of the sky was thrilling. We never see the victory, really, not from Mando's point of view. Despite the moving reunion, this episode never quite nailed the group dynamics that made the trio so much fun in the first season. Maybe it's because they aren't in such dire straits, or maybe it's because the previous episode introduced a direct line to the Jedi, but Mando hasn't found them yet here. This is the first episode in the entire season that left me cold. Thanks for watching Cinema Gold Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at CinemaGold2. Become a patron on our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinemagold. Send us a voice message and be featured on an upcoming episode through anchor.fm slash cinemagold. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.